Hello, this is the Sri Lankan News Podcast. Every day I bring you news headlines from Sri Lanka. If you would like to stay updated about the daily news, politics and international relations of Sri Lanka, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Hello and welcome to the Sri Lankan News Podcast. Today is Monday, 17th of May, 2021. The Daily FT reports that, sparking fresh concerns, the country has seen over 2,000 new cases of COVID-19 daily for the past eight consecutive days. The country first clocked over 2,000 cases on 9th of May, with an all-time high figure of 2,672 cases. Since then, the daily count has been over 2,000. The rise in the third wave of the COVID-19 pandemic is being managed by the government and health authorities with increased testing, vaccinations, as well as stepped-up restrictions on the movement of people, among other measures. Since 1st of May, the number of new cases has topped 34,000 mark, whilst over 260 people have died. The worsening third wave has heightened demand from various economic segments for urgent vaccination, as well as letting the private sector procure vaccines for their employees and immediate family members. Four pro-labour groups have made an urgent joint appeal to the government to immediately vaccinate all workers in the free trade zones. They have also listed a host of other recommendations for consideration by the government. According to the Epidemiology Unit, 265,465 persons have received both doses of the AstraZeneca vaccination and 2,435 persons have received both doses of the Sinopharm vaccination to date. The first dose of AstraZeneca has been administered to 925,242 persons and 348,619 persons have received the first dose of the Sinopharm vaccination. Chief Epidemiologist Dr. Sudat Samaravira yesterday issued a reminder that persons who are vaccinated can still contract the virus and transmit it to others. He said that if the individuals show COVID-19-like symptoms even after vaccination, they must inform health officials and find out without doubt if they have contracted the virus or not and act accordingly. The Army Commander General Shavindra Silva yesterday said that despite an island-wide travel restriction coming to end at 4 a.m. today, people are cautioned to leave their homes only if necessary, as the next three weeks were extremely crucial. Medical Officers Association, also known as the GMOA, has also urged the public to curtail travels until the end of the Vesak season. However, the Chief Opposition Whip Lakshman Kiriyala yesterday charged that the lack of planning and poor foreign policy by the government has weakened the national vaccination drive against the COVID-19 pandemic. The other Sinhala newspaper says that the government has decided asymptomatic COVID-19 patients could stay at home and receive treatment. However, the PHI's association has stated that this could give rise to practical problems when implementing Therefore, it can be said that the final decision regarding home quarantine has not been reached until now. The main headline of the Daily Mirror is that Sri Lanka is in discussions with over 15 private companies to urgently secure AstraZeneca vaccines. 
It further states that despite an assurance by the mayor of Colombo, Rosie Sena Naika, yesterday of receiving the AstraZeneca doses in less than two weeks to vaccinate over 600,000 people with the second doses, it further states that the government is yet to make a breakthrough in securing the jabs as no official confirmation has been received by the negotiating parties. However, the State Minister Sudarshini Fernando Pulle has stated that the government is determined to vaccinate all of the targeted population. Several, newspaper, several newspapers also highlight her call for donors to obtain the necessary medical equipment to combat the COVID-19 virus. According to a tweet of the Chinese embassy in Sri Lanka, Ambassador Chi Jianhong has stated both President Gotabe Rajapaksa and Prime Minister Mahinda Rajapaksa that China attaches great importance to Sri Lanka's urgent need for vaccines and some crucial progress might be announced in the coming days. The Daily Mirror also reports that flights from India land at the Bandaranaike International Airport. However, officials have said that most flights are carrying cargo and Indians are allowed to transit but not dis- disembark at the BIA. The Sri Lanka Tourism Development Authority in the meanwhile says that tourists visiting Sri Lanka are allowed to travel between provinces under the biobubble system. Moving on from COVID news, the Daily News reports that the Public Security Minister Sarat Virasekara yesterday called for a report on the status of the Easter Sunday bombings investigations from the Criminal Investigations Department. The minister's calls for a new report follows claims by the Attorney General Dappula de Oliveira that he is unable to take action against conspirators of the attacks due to incomplete investigations. Last weekend, the Attorney General informed the public that he was not in a position to file charges or indictments against the conspirators or abettors to the 2019 Easter Sunday attacks during his tenure in office as the CID investigations into the bombings were incomplete. Commenting on this at a press conference, SJB MP Lakshman Kiriala said that investigations on the Easter Sunday attacks and taking actions against the mastermind <coughs> behind the attack should, uh, could be pushed to the backseat because of the recent statements made by the Attorney General. In the main headline of the Daily FT, it says GR Fast Tracks Development. In a fresh bid to stimulate socio-economic growth, notwithstanding the COVID-19 third wave and resultant restrictions, President Gotabe Rajapaksa last week urged officials to fast-track development initiatives announced in the government's 2021 budget. Via a new circular, President Rajapaksa, through his secretary Dr. P.B. Jayasundara, has solicited the commitment of all secretaries to implement the government development programs by taking ministerial leadership and in consultation with the relevant ministers. Secretaries to all ministries and state ministers have been directed to ensure that decisions taken at the budget framework and review meetings conducted by the President are expeditiously implemented. According to the Daily FT, Speaker Mahinda Yaba Yapa Abewardana will announce a Supreme Court determination on the Colombo Port City Economic Commission bill to the House tomorrow. The Committee on Parliamentary Business has decided that the debate on the bill will take place from the 19th to the 20th of May. Several petitions were filed in the Supreme Court challenging the bill 
on the grounds that some of its clauses are inconsistent with the constitution. The bill provides for the establishment of a commission empowered to grant registrations, licenses, authorizations and other approvals to carry on business and other activities in the special economic zone to be established within the Colombo port city. A high-powered five-member commission to administer the port city will be set up after the bill is approved by the parliament. In the meantime, the JVP urged all MPs to vote against the Colombo Port City Economic Commission bill on the 20th of May. Addressing a press conference yesterday, JVP General Secretary Tilwin Silva alleged the government is trying to pass the Colombo Port City bill in parliament in the midst of chaos of the COVID-19 third wave. Staying on in the news on the parliament, Speaker Mahinda Yaba Abevardhana has decided to allow MP Rishad Badruddin and MP Premaral Jaisekara to attend parliament this week if the MPs wish to attend parliament. Moving on, President Gotabe Rajapaksa has extended the term of the deregulation commission by three months. The three-month term of the commission appointed in January ended on 7th of April, following which a three-month extension has been granted for it to conclude its work. The 18-member commission is tasked with reviewing all laws, regulations and circular instructions pertaining to government finance, revenue laws and circular instructions, licensing and permit agreements, permit arrangements, I beg your pardon, investments, approval, approvals and building permits, and how those regulations and circular instructions have evolved and the circumstances influencing such regulations. In other news, the SLPP MP Dr. Surin Raghavan, on behalf of the Sri Lanka-Palestine Parliamentary Friendship Association, has urged the government and the opposition to join the international community in calling for an immediate cessation of violence in the latest conflict involving Israel and Hamas. On the other hand, the Sri Lankan embassy in Tel Aviv has asked all Sri Lankans in Israel to be vigilant due to the current situation in the region. The Ceylon Today newspaper reports that the Mullay Vaikal commemoration has been banned. The Mullay Thiu Chief Magistrate's Court has imposed an injunction against the illegal assembly of people and lighting of lamps in the Mullay Vaikal area of Mullay Thiu. This injunction had been issued by the court on a request made by the Mullay Thiu police, connected to the COVID-19 health guidelines put in place to curb the spread of the COVID-19 virus. The Daily News reports that the recent rains and floods have marooned 48,300 people, while four deaths have been reported and more rains and winds are expected today. With that, we wind up this episode of the Sri Lankan News Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sri Lankan News Podcast. If you would like to stay updated about the daily news, politics and international relations of Sri Lanka, be sure to subscribe to this podcast.